0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy Cisco as always with your boy Ryan.
1: What it do brother? Happy Friday.
0: Happy, Friday. Happy indeed. Friday indeed man. It's a long ass week man. It was a long week and it's going to be a long yeah. Saturday. Man these these tax forms uh, don't produce themselves. For those <laughs> people who don't know I do tax reporting for mutual fund accounts the shit is whack. <laughs> super whack, but it's a busy time, so I'm, I'm happy to actually do this, man. This is nice that we can squeeze this in and uh, give people a chance to listen before the games start tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, our plan was to do it tomorrow morning. Shout out to Bear Claw, He couldn't make it tonight. He had some stuff come up, and then uh, we realized yeah. he had some family stuff tomorrow, so we were going to try to get him on here as a guest, but uh, we decided to pop up. I mean, shit, we just
0: decided yeah, he to do was, this 10 minutes he was ago. A, he was our X Factor, but now he's gone. So <laughs> now you guys are stuck with just us.
1: Yeah, but for those of you that listened to the playoff episode last Saturday, or last week before the playoff game started, we're going to do something very similar, probably about the exact same. We'll go through each game. Uh, you know, give our X Factor, give our predictions, and we'll move to the next one. Yeah, Shouldn't be yeah, a really so, long episode today because we, yeah, we only got, got four games instead of six. So, yep,
0: yeah, we got four games—the divisional round here, right? Um, <clears> two <throat> tomorrow, two on Sunday, uh, and again—and and like Ryan said last week, we'll do the same thing. We'll save the pack game for last because obviously, that's the one we want to talk about the most. So, the first game we have tomorrow at three uh, thirty p.m. Central Standard Time, we got the Texans at the Ravens. And I feel yeah. like this is... This is... Okay. This, to me, has the potential to either be a super fucking good game or a dud. Like, I don't think there's any in-between in this game.
1: Yeah, I think there's some really... They played already this year, but it was week one, so we can throw that away, right? CJ oh, Child's sure. First game, you might as well for throw sure. it away. For and sure. I think there's some really interesting stats <clears throat> in this game... Because the Ravens don't blitz a lot, right, as much as they think. They went 26th overall in blitz rate and 23rd in blitz rate on third and fourth downs, and they play a lot of quarters, which if you, I feel like if you give time to C.J. Stroud right now, he's going to spend that time kind of picking you apart. I don't think you go 16 or 21 in a playoff game and you don't, have the ability to see a field and read defenses, right? Yeah. So is that really, <clears throat> then is that really the kind of defense you want to throw at? I get he's a rookie, but he's not playing like a rookie. So do you want to give him the time to be able to pick you apart or do you come outside of your, what is that? Your tendencies? Yeah. And, you know, blitz some more and, and, and here's the last that I thought about the Ravens defense is they were 13th in man coverage usage during the regular season. And while, you know, that's higher than that, the league average, it's still pretty low. And week one, they played the fourth highest rate of man coverage they did all year. So, like, they obviously played C.J. Stroud week one differently than they played the rest of the league. Yeah. And do we see that again? Week one, they were missing – you know, they were missing Tank, Tank Dell and Noah Brown. So this is a, a Texans team that's at full strength going against the Ravens team that isn't really the defensive team that I think a lot of people, you know, believe they are, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I, I think too, well, Tank, I mean, Tank Dell got lost through the uh, little midway through the season, but they haven't really skipped a beat without him. Like, um, I think that to me, Stroud, Stroud is—he's not your average rookie quarterback. Um, like I stand by that when I say that the, the Panthers, the the reason why that owner was so mad throwing drinks on fans is because he knows they got it wrong. Yeah, and I know that's that's you know it's easy to say and hard to hard to say at the same time because we've seen one season of both. Uh, you know what I mean? You're talking about different teams, different coaches, different. Rosters, but just watching the two play and, and and only being able to compare this amount of time, the same amount of time for each. Yeah. Stroud looks like a, uh, he looks like a winner. He,
1: he looks, looks like, like the a, real deal for sure.
0: Yeah, he looks like a like a kid that can actually um, that can actually play the game. Like he's he's ready. He's already ready. You know what I mean? Like you can see. Right now is his floor. Bar yeah, ahead of him is ceiling. Whereas with Bryce Young, this could be ceiling, right? Like that's that's the feeling that you get. So yeah. And I say all of this to say, and kind of piggyback off of what you're saying in terms of the the Ravens' defense isn't as stout as a defense as they typically are known for. You know, and I know that they have some injuries. I think Marlon Humphrey's not playing. He's already been ruled out. Mark Andrews on offense isn't, you know, is already ruled out. And I know that I'm I'm talking about defense, but I'm throwing that out there because I'm thinking about something else that you said when you said this isn't the same Texans and this isn't the same Ravens as as in week one, right? So while they're balling, Lamar's on a roll. The whole team is on a roll. They've been putting up points. We've seen them shellack teams like, like the Niners and the Lions, right? Yeah. But we've seen them. Also struggle at the same time, so that's why I think that this game is either going to be a really good game, or it's going to be a dud. Because then it's just either the Texans show up or they don't. Like I don't know if there's an in between when you're playing a team like the Ravens. Because I mean they're they're the best team in the AFC in my opinion, um, but they also give they give opportunities to let teams. Be good against them as well. Like it's
1: yeah, they beat people on offense. Yeah, right. Like this isn't your Chutrilfo led Ravens that's gonna hold teams to ten points. This is a team that's gonna give up some points, and this is an offense in the Texans that can put up some points. It's gonna be can this Texans defense slow down Lamar Jackson?
0: Well, I think there's two. There's two things that we gotta look at. The one thing. That the Ravens do well is get pressure. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah, they give up points, but they get pressure. So, if they... If Houston doesn't do a good job containing and, and, and keeping Stroud protected, this game could be a blowout. Like, that's... And, again, these are all things that factor into why I feel the way I feel about this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because of that. Like, if they get pressure on Stroud, and sometimes, you know, you could be the fucking greatest quarterback of all time and when you're getting pressured and a team is getting you know five six seven sacks against you like that there's really it's really hard to come back from that
1: it is so, and those are drive killers and they're going to need to sustain drives because we've seen the Ravens are able to put up offense pretty damn quickly and I don't know if this Texans defense is as good as the Ravens Defense, although I don't believe the Ravens' defense is very good. Um, the Ravens do allow the seventh-fewest points per game and the 6th length pass defense. So, like, while they don't blitz a lot, they tend to hold people to low yardage and low points. Yeah. So it's about controlling the clock. I mean, the over-under on this game is 43-and-a-half. That's pretty low for an NFL game. So, realistically, we're looking at a – the the Texans are going to have to put points on the board in order to win this game. I don't see the Texans slowing down Lamar Jackson and that offense enough to to put up 21 and win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the key, man. The key, the, the two keys for Houston would, they need two things to win. In my opinion, they need to keep Stroud protected. You know what I mean? Avoid, because it, and this might also tie into what you're saying. When you're a team that gets pressure or you try to get pressure and you don't get the pressure, you know, you got to have a really good secondary to maintain. Um, but the way Houston's offense is, that's going to be a big risk, right? If the Ravens can't get to Stroud, they, I think that's where their weaknesses are. And if any team can, can exploit that, it's going to be Houston because they, I mean, they're just very, very big play-oriented, right? They're flashy. They are. Fuck, it's not five yards here, six yards there. They get chunk plays. Like, yep. I mean, you see the touchdowns, and, and then because of fantasy, I pay attention to this shit. You know, like Noah Brown and Nico Collins, and at one point Tank Dell. I also had – I had Tank Dell, and I had Dalton Schultz. Like, these guys are getting 30-yard touchdowns, 50-yard touchdowns, 60-yard touchdowns. Like, they're – they're a flashy team. So if you give them the opportunity, they can make that play, right? So for the Houston to win, they got to protect Stroud, but they yep. also can't, they can't let the Ravens offense go wild. You're going to yeah, need a turnover. You're going to need, you're going to need Lamar to turn the ball over. Um, or, you know, I mean, yeah, a fumble from anybody, but I think the key is to get to Lamar and make Lamar make the turnover because I think that, that changes this, the confidence in the team, right? When you're, when your top dude is out there and he's just struggling, it's hard to pick up from that, right? It's it, because the who's going to, you know, what, what receiver, it's not like they have some big dominant receiver, you know what I mean? Yeah, Odell is there, but that's more of a name than it is a dominant receiver. Um, I mean, Zay Flowers is having an amazing season as a rookie, but you need your quarterback to be able to get you the ball to make those plays, you know what I mean? And, and being, it, you know, heard at running back. Yeah, they got J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and these guys have been solid. But these aren't dudes. These aren't, like, main dudes. These aren't, like, Raheem Mostert and guys that can carry you if your quarterback is down, in my opinion. So, I think for Houston to win, they need those two things, whereas for Baltimore, they just need one. You know what I mean? I think
1: Baltimore just needs to play their game and not get taken outside of their element, right? Yeah. Here's, I think you make a really good point when you said the Texans are a big play or bust throughout the year, right? So why that is important is because the Baltimore Ravens lead the league in cover four and cover six defense, which means they're going to keep everything in front of them for the most part. So it's about tackling. Do the Texans have some slippery dudes that can break tackles? Yeah, of course. Oh, man. Fucking Bernard. <laughs>
0: Bro, I heard that shit, and immediately I was like, it's the lady, Fucking... the cat
1: lady. Yo, Bernard's the X Factor in this game.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is a little late for the cat. That cat is out uh, tricking it.
1: Yeah, that cat out tripping is what it's doing.
0: <laughs> Damn. What were you saying? Now I forgot.
1: Uh, oh, the... <laughs> I did a little bit, too. Um. I, know. I was saying the Ravens lead the league in you know, cover four and cover six defense. So they're going to keep everything in front of them, which means the te- Texans are going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable for them. Right. Think yeah. Dink and dime run the ball, you know, keeps. Yeah. I do believe keeping Stroud is important, but if you switch your offense up to getting rid of the ball quickly, keeping Stroud clean, isn't going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. Because you're getting rid of the ball. And then for the Ravens side, like it's about limiting the big plays. Cause I do think this game is heavily, de- the way this game goes is heavily dependent on the big play ability of the Houston Texans. If the Houston Texans hit some big plays and take some wind out of the Ravens uh, stadium they, and out of their, <laughs> not, not the Ravens players, but you, you get a lot from the crowd, especially when the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, Kind of my take on it. So, who's your X factor?
0: Uh I mean, I feel like I have to go. The X factor is is Lamar, it, for me, because I think I think they win. Um, but he, I mean, he's just he's got to be who he has been this season, and for them to win, I, I don't see anybody else being. I mean, I could make Zay Flowers. I could say Zay Flowers, but I think it's Lamar that uh, this team, the victory is going to rely on Lamar, not somebody else stepping up. I think it has to be Lamar.
1: So before we get to your prediction, and we are switching that up a little bit because last week we, because we had three people, we went X factor prediction, the next person this week. I think my X factor has got to be the quarterback on the other side for the reasons you said, and it's CJ Stroud, because I don't see this offense putting the numbers up that are required to beat this offense. In the Ravens, unless CJ Stroud has a big game, um, now does he have to go 16 to 21 for 275 and three touchdowns? No, I don't think he needs to be that good, but um, I think he needs to be above average. He needs to be, but play better than Lamar. Like he's, he's got to show he's got to play, play the MVP. Yeah, he has. He has to because if Lamar has a good game, I don't see the Texans going blow for blow with them. Yeah. Um, I see this being very similar to what you said. It's going to be a blowout. I could see either way, or it's going to be a close-ish game that the Ravens win. If it's a close game, I have the Ravens. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Ravens are going to win. I, I think the experience um, – and, and don't get me wrong. I, I think when people say, oh, you know, playoff experience – I think you just you have to be solid in your game. I mean, playoff experience doesn't mean something. Yes. Is it carry as much weight as people think? I don't think so, right? Because I think you could just have grit. You know, you could have the it factor. And you don't – playoff experience is more to me about uh, stamina, right? You're late in the season. How can you hold up? Is your body holding up? Are you ready? Are you mentally ready? You know what I mean? To be able to push yourself and – because it's a long season, you know? what I mean, these yeah. guys are getting fucking smashed every game. So, um, you, know, you got I, the Ravens think,
1: closer, you got the Ravens.
0: I, I got the Raven I got the Ravens. I got them by 13 points.
1: Oh, wow. All right.
0: Yeah. I I just I think that they're on a roll and they they've got it together. They've been finding ways to win. They lost Mark Andrews and they're still finding ways to put up points. He was he was Lamar's safety guy he was you know what I mean the, the the go-to Mr. Reliable and he hasn't been out there but they've still been finding ways to put points up so um I just I think that that they're just going to control the game but I don't think that Stroud is going to be bad but I don't think he'll be good enough and that team won't be good enough to to keep up with with the Ravens
1: so I'm going to throw my first upset of the weekend out there I got the Texans by two touchdowns. Oh, wow. I think that they aren't going to be able to slow CJ Stroud down. I think he's going to continue this hot streak. I like his vision against the zone. The lack of blitzing predominantly from the Ravens does worry me for the fact that CJ Stroud, who I think is more of a pocket, you know, uh, accuracy type guy than like a, Than a Lamar Jackson, if I'm being honest, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's not a good quarterback, but I think the way the Ravens play defense is in the favor of C.J. Stroud. And I think he's hitting his stride at the right time. And I don't think a lot phases this kid. So I have the Texans winning big. Um, Like I said, if it's going to be a blowout, that's the only way the Texans win. And to me, 14 points in the playoffs is a blowout. Um, I would agree. But I don't feel like super confident. I'm not like heavy on them. I just think that he's rolling right now. When Lamar does go down, he tends to make – he can be prone to making mistakes. He and, and kind of
0: forces stuff sometimes. I can, yeah.
1: here's, here's my – actually the biggest X factor, not in terms of X factor, but like terms of situation that has really pushed me to feel this. This way is – I saw a report today, and I know it could be bullshit, and that's why we're just two bums who do a podcast, but that Lamar Jackson is feeling heavy pressure to win a Super Bowl. Did you see that? No,
0: I haven't seen anything about that.
1: Yeah, so I saw some report today that uh, he's feeling like a lot of pressure to hit – to to win a Super Bowl, which to me – is not a good thing when it comes to, bro, you still got to win two games to even get there. Uh, And if you're already feeling pressure, you go down early against a team that theoretically you should beat, you may start to press and you may put more on your shoulders than is necessary. And I think that's what happens. All right. That's
0: that's interesting. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Next game. Obviously we're going to skip the Packer game. The Packer game comes after that. Uh, we'll talk about that last. So the next game is uh, t- uh, Sunday's game, two p.m. Uh, Buccaneers at the Lions.
1: So do you want to throw a wrinkle? We'll do both the AFC and then we'll both do both the NFC.
0: Well, I already introduced it. All right, then we'll, we'll go Let's with Let's just it. rock with
1: it, man. Let's rock with it. <laughs> Only because the article I have up is AFC NFC. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. I found it already. We're good. Let's go.
0: Okay. <laughs> just um,
1: I'm trying to hit the easy button.
0: Okay, so I mean. To me, this is probably the easiest, the easiest game of the of the four uh, to pick. Um, even easier than the Ravens, even though I felt the Ravens would win by two by thirteen points. Um, I know you have it the other way, but it, you know what I mean. That's when you have that when that's how you feel. You feel that confident in the score. I think that that makes it an easy pick. Um, but I think this one's even easier. Because I don't know how the Buccaneers uh, put it together and made it here. I mean, I feel like they've gotten hot. But I think that their hot streak dies. And the, I think the Lions are going to cloud them, man. Yeah? You
1: got to – okay. So, who's your X factor before we
0: uh, – it's, it's it, To me, it's going to be Laporta, the tight end. Cause Laporta, he, okay. Yeah, because – The Buccaneers are no – they're no slouch on the defense, right? They got a good front, uh, so I don't know how easy the run game will be for Detroit. Um, Their secondary played very well, although against the Eagles team who, without A.J. Brown, I mean, yes, you have Devontae Smith, but outside of Devontae Smith, you really don't have a whole lot out there. Um, Goddard was was doing pretty well, and I think Laporta being younger, more athletic, a bigger playmaker, I think he – Will exploit and open everything else up, and I so I think he becomes the X factor uh, and, and a reliable target for Goff because they will get they will get the pressure. Um, again, Buccaneers no slouch on defense. I just don't know if their offense is going to be able to, to stay uh, as hot as they've been. Um, so that's the, I think that's where they falter. So my X factor would be Laporta.
1: I like it. I think that this is a pretty interesting game, and I don't think it's the easiest one to pick this weekend. Um, I, mainly because I don't know if you're just overlooking the Buccaneers, which is okay, and that I can see why. Um, I think that here's the, the thing with this game. Who do you trust more, Jared Goff or Bar- Baker Mayfield?
0: For, I and mean, it's, to me, it's Goff because for I mean, me, it's, not even it's I just can't no, trust Baker gonna, like that.
1: Me, it's the Kaiser role that's in my uh, in my kitchen. Like, I don't like either of them. And I know yeah. Baker fucking carved us up for a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. But I just don't – I don't trust either of them not to make mistakes. So – and we know Goff crumbles under pressure. Like, he does. I think it, I saw a crazy stat last week that he was like 21 of 24 – for X amount of yards and X touchdowns last week against the, uh, the Rams with a clean pocket or something. So I think that it's out there. Like you have to get him off of his, uh, off of his platform, you if you one. will.
0: You
1: um, yeah, you do. So <sighs> I think that my X factor for this game is going to be very similar to the reason that you have Laporta um, I have Aman Ra St. Brown. Um, and it's for the reason I just said, if you start to pressure Goff, he starts to make mistakes, so you need a safety blanket slash hot route. And I think Amon Ra St. Brown has the best hands on that team and he's just gonna have the type of game that Jared Goff's gonna need and the Lions are gonna need in order to get the to to minimize the mistakes that Jared Goff is prone to making. I think this game is one turnover one way or another for being uh, a toss up, right? Like, I know the, the line is six, which at a neutral field, it would be three, which is still quite a bit. Um, so, you gave your prediction la did, did you give a prediction for this one? I think you did. Um,
0: I just, no, if I, not, yeah, I think we're I pretty think close line, to knowing. Yeah. Yeah, the lines are going to be i nice <laughs> think But it's, it's funny because the more we talk about it, the harder um, it is to not think are these the same same old lions, you know what I mean? But um, because I think, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate with myself right now. Um, I think last week, they, they, I don't like to say one, one play could change a whole game, you know, but they did miss a penalty. They did hold on to, to Puka. The Rams were driving. Puka was catching every fucking thing that came even remotely close to him um but they did hold them on that play and so who knows right and and that doesn't mean that they were going to win it just means another opportunity uh a first down or whatnot but um they definitely let the rams stick around uh, i thought the rams were going to win so i mean that you know th- there was no surprise to me but they definitely are letting these teams you know stick around and and, and make things close for comfort but i think that that changes and as much as I want to see them lose, be, just because our fucking number one podcast troll, uh, Kevin Ellis, my guy, my guy from high school, is just always trolling us because he's a Lions fan. Uh, I kind of, I want them to lose just so I could talk shit to him. But uh, I just, I think that I can't trust Baker enough. Uh, Baker, if one guy's going to make mistakes, the, Baker kind of falls in that golf category. But he does. Uh, but he can be the hero too. But so, you know what I mean? Any of these guys. Every dog has its day, man, and um, I just – I don't know. I think the Lions will get it done.
1: So I had the Buccaneers before you gave a shout-out to Kevin Ellis. So I'm going to change my pick for Kevin Ellis because he's been repping the pod lately, and I, I love it. He might be putting little little ugly-ass lions everywhere, but I don't care how many lions you put on our shit if you're repping our pod. So uh, I'm with it. Kevin, we're here with you. Detroit, I got by a field goal. Um, and Baker, game. Baker makes a mistake at the end that ends up losing the game for the Bucks. So while uh, I'm saying the Lions are gonna win, shout out to Ke, uh, not because y'all beat them, because Baker fucked up. So you're getting a, <laughs> you're getting a sort of, sort of a co win here. Um, well, then, yeah.
0: So next, the game, the last game on the Sunday got the Chiefs at the Bills. Who would have thought, right? Uh, maybe about a month ago, you wouldn't have thought the Bills were even going to be in the playoffs. And, and now, now they're, they're
1: hosting hard. a division game. Hosting yeah, a
0: division a division game uh, against the Chiefs. I mean, I feel like this is probably, if you're not a Packer fan, this is probably the most anticipated game of the weekend. Um, I mean, outside of our game, I think this is the game I don't know. Actually, I think the Ravens Houston game, just because I know that there's a potential for you know for Stroud to emerge and kind of show that he's that he was the right pick. Um, But uh, this game, this game has it all, right? It has it has everything. It has Patrick Mahomes. It has Josh Allen. It has defenses that have been putting it together. It's got playmakers. It's got Stephon Diggs. Travis Kelsey like it's got everything right probably bad weather at least cold um, with the way Buffalo's been getting hit who knows right but it's
1: uh, snowed again
0: did it of course it did (laughs) Um, yeah
1: it's gonna be probably shitty-ish weather but it's not gonna be like last week it might be pretty cold let me pull it up let me see what it says real quick just so we can uh, be on the same page with this it is a Sunday night game 18 degrees, seven mile per hour winds. Kansas City's fa- uh, Kansas City is catching two and a half, and on a neutral field, that means they would be a half point favorite. So the Bills being at home gives them those three points, which makes them the favorite, but yeah. only by two and a half. So really, Vegas and the bookies think that the Chiefs at a neutral site are a better team for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, do you
1: do you want So my ex? yeah, I'll I'll go yeah, first on this one. To... So my X factor for this one is gonna be Josh Allen. Um <clears throat> I think he's had a really up and down year. Um and is this the year that he takes the Chiefs monkey off of his back? And does he finally get over the hump that is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Um he's gotta limit his turnovers. I don't know if he had any last week in the game against um Pittsburgh the Steelers. Ah, I can't recall. Uh, I got it. I got it up. He had no. He had twenty-one or thirty for two hundred three with three touchdowns and no force, no fumbles. So yeah, that's so the game he has to play. A
0: rushing touchdown.
1: He did, which I yeah. thought was kind of shitty because they should have tackled him like four times. But whatever. <laughs> but that's the game. That's the game. I mean, that's the type of game he's going to have to play in order for them to be. Uh. I'd say in order for them to win, not to be in the game, I think he can make mistakes. This Chiefs team has a lot of vulnerabilities um, in Mahomes's tenure at Kansas City as a starter. This is the, in my opinion, the least talented Chiefs offense he's had, um, but their best defense. Yeah. So that's why Josh Allen needs to bring it because I, I don't really think the Chiefs can can put up. 30 on this team. They, they might, but um, that's yeah. my first X factor. I'm going to give a one B and I know I kind of cut you off because you were going to jump in, but my second X factor is Rasul Douglas. Is he healthy enough to play?
0: I, I think it said he's going to play. That, <laughs> I, that, that you is, don't
1: know how healthy he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. If you have a healthy Rasul Douglas, I think it changes the, the, the chief's, I guess, uh, plan of attack. And then it comes down to this, Cisco. And this will be my question to you before you jump into your X-Factor. Whose offensive weapons do you trust more? Do you trust Rasheed Rice, MVS, uh, fucking Kelsey, and then the two running backs with Pacheco and uh, Edwards Hilaire? Or do you trust Stephon Diggs, no Gabe Davis, et cetera, right?
0: Yeah, man, I think. Well, you're also, you also got to talk about the, the fact that the quarterback themselves are weapons, you know what I That's mean? That's true. Like, um, to, okay, so this is – I'm going to answer your question by jumping into to what – I didn't
1: give a prediction, just so you know.
0: Okay, no, we can we can circle back, but I'm going to jump in because this is – to answer your question, I'm going to go on, and so I might as well just jump in and say my little spiel yeah, yeah. about this game. Yeah, um, I think that – I agree. I think this is the year that that the Bills get that off their back. Um, I think that the the interesting stat that I saw, the Bills have forced 30 turnovers this year. Uh, Kansas City has only forced 17, which is 27th in the league. Um, And so if you're not forcing turnovers, especially against a team like the Bills – they can really put it together. Josh Allen's on, he's on. Uh, If they don't get a turnover and that's a big if, because, you know, people go games without getting one um, this, this team can put it up there. And so I think that if I'm looking at the offense, I know Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, right. That those, those guys, they're, they're solid. Pacheco has been awesome. Rasheed Rice has been awesome, but just something about Stefan Diggs. Uh, James Cook, uh, the tight ends Dalton Kincaid and and Dawson Knox has been making some plays. I know not statistically huge uh, compared to maybe Dalton Kincaid, but um, I think that they can spread the ball around. And I would be more, I think I would be more scared of the Bills' offense than uh, than the Kansas City offense right now against uh,
1: this Kansas City Chiefs defense, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I know this isn't a sound homerish, but I mean. We weren't that bad against them.
1: No, and,
0: and I would argue. I'm not saying our team's not talented, but the the weapons that Josh Allen has, you know what I mean. Stefan Diggs is a vet in this league. You know what I mean. He's he's been playing at a at a high uh, high rate for many many years. You know what I'm saying. Um, I think that that does mean something when you get into these these type of um, situations. When yeah. Because yeah. it's not that it's a playoffs. It's just the the matchup. It's against Kansas City. It's a big moment. You know what I mean? Like even if in the regular season, this would be a big moment for a team, right? You're playing against. When the Packers beat Kansas City, that was a huge moment for our team. You know, Bills what I'm beat them in so
1: like, Bills beat them in the regular season.
0: So to me, that means something. And and okay. I'm not counting the Chiefs out because the Chiefs are a great team. They're they're a super. They're a Are they great? I don't. They're this year, I don't know if they're great this year, but they are yeah. in terms of what they've accomplished and what they've done, um, and how you know how they've won. They're and I think they've team. owned
1: that. They've owned that, but, yeah, but I don't, I don't think, think they're the same team this year as they've yeah. been.
0: So, so I say all that to say I, I trust the Bills' uh, offense more than I do Kansas City.
1: So, what do you? So we'll we'll let you finish finish it out. What do you got?
0: Uh, I have the Bills. And it, it, I don't want to give a, t- a score, but I would say it's between three and seven points they went by. So I don't think it's a blowout or anything. It's like got to be
1: close, right? Just with yeah. these two teams. It's got, I mean, I can't imagine either of these teams blowing the other one out. Yeah. I
0: don't right? think I, so. I, but I mean, you know, any, again, this is a gamble when you, when you're giving a prediction, right? The, talking sports is a gamble. I think people, you know, the, you have experts, and I'm using air quotes when I say that, but these people are gambling. They don't fucking know. You know, everybody well, picked yeah. Dallas against the Packers, and we came out and fucking smoked them. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I me. think it's a you're using what you know about the team, but you don't know it's which team's going to show guess. up. It's, I would even, I, I don't disagree with you with that statement, but I would disagree that it's an educated guess, if that makes sense. Because I don't even think it's educated. It's you're attempting to use, advanced analytics in a way right to tell the future and that's that's not real that's not possible so like the reason i'm saying all that is because cisco the bills could show up tomorrow and just get molly whopped but on paper they should be competing right yeah but it's about what do you do when it's game day what do you do when it's time to show up the texans should have no business even being in the same building as the ravens but they are because of the way they've been playing right so it's all about and I think momentum is a huge thing, man. I think the chiefs limped into the playoffs a little bit. They, they dealt with a really, really bad Miami team at the time.
0: Well, and, Miami was very hurt. Let's, well, that's mean, what I'm, that's why you know, I'm saying that w- they were w- bad, but was banged up. But they also uh, no Xavier Howard, no Bradley Chubb. And then the three linebackers behind him, including Van Ginkle were all out. Like that was a pretty banged up team. And, and, let me tell you. Let me say this to you, and you can tell me if you agree or if you feel it's accurate or not. The Chiefs are in the AFC coming in, or what the Eagles were in the NFC
1: coming into the game.
0: I would say that's more accurate than the Chiefs
1: being the Texans coming in in the AFC. Like I don't so, think they're no, as no, no, bad as. I mean, it?
0: like the 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 Eagles limped in, and I feel like the Chiefs kind of were doing. I'd that say same it's thing.
1: close, but. They're not limping in the same way. I mean, the Eagles were fun. they were a mess, um, but I don't disagree with your statement. I do think they're closer to the Eagles than they are a good team coming into the playoffs. And I don't think they really played a playoff caliber team in the first week of the season, in the first week of the playoffs. Would you agree? Like with the injuries, the cold, Tyreek being hurt, Waddle being hurt. Like I just don't think that was a playoff team. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe, maybe midway through the season they were, but at, at that point, they just – because of all those variables, they just weren't they weren't that – you know what I mean? They weren't all what right, they so, were supposed to be.
1: So who you got?
0: Uh, I thought I already said that.
1: Oh, oh, you did. You said you got the Bills, right?
0: I got the Bills, yeah. But you
1: weren't putting up by three or, three
0: between or seven. Three seven yep. Between three and seven. Between three and seven, close.
1: So I think this one's the hardest one for me to call this week with no emotion tied to it. I want to say the Bills because I think Josh Allen, and I want to hope Josh Allen can get the monkey off his back, but I don't know if the Bills have someone that can stop with she Rice. And when it comes down to it, Mahomes is going to find the guy that needs to be found when the time matters. I think it would be real apropos if Sewell picked off Mahomes to end the game, which I could definitely see happening because Mahomes has thrown more interceptions this year than he has in any other season in his entire career, I believe. But I think it would be apropos if um, MVS drops a game-winning touchdown as well. Um, with all that being said, I have the Chiefs because I think Josh Allen's going to make the mistakes really? on Sunday, not Patrick Mahomes.
0: Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, you know what though? It's it's not it's not impossible because Josh Allen has been that guy. You know what I mean? Like he he turns the ball over and, and you know, that can give the game away for sure. So I could see that. I I have, I, I mean, I could see this game going either way. I just think that I could too. This one's the hardest to pick the bills. The bills end up being the one that, that makes it.
1: I don't disagree with it. And I, I had the bills until we started talking and then I don't know. I just feel like the chiefs just have their number. It's sort of like the 49ers with us. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, like obviously, when we get into the next game, we'll talk about it further. But I just feel like the Chiefs in the playoffs have the Bills. You know, sure you beat us in the regular season, but if it wasn't for, uh, I don't know, I guess the dude was technically offsides. But if the, if the if the ref tells him he's off, he's not offsides. The Bills win or the Chiefs win, right? That's that throw it back play.
0: Oh shit, I'm drawing a blank.
1: That's when Kelsey caught the ball over the middle and oh, then threw yes, it back. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs, so I have a Chiefs Texans. Chiefs Texans um, AFC Championship game, and that could easily be Bills Wavens. That could easily be Chiefs wavens That could easily be Wavens. Well,
0: let me ask you like, this. Okay, now now that we got the AFC finished yeah even, even with your predictions what do you think is like the sexy pick like who do, who do people want to see in the afc well, championship well
1: i think they want to see mahomes versus um lamar jackson
0: yeah right Ravens but i think
1: uh yeah i do and i think that also is the people that want lamar to do well right like they want to they want him to be able to shed that moniker of he's a running back that plays quarterback, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And I wouldn't mind seeing that because I think he's heavily disrespected around the media and things like that. Like, I wouldn't mind Lamar having a huge game throwing the ball and him looking at the camera and going, I'm a fucking quarterback, right? Like,
0: because yeah. he is I would, talented. Dude, I, I, I feel that so much. I hate the fact that he doesn't get the love that he deserves. You know what I mean? Like, he um... He is – and, like, I know that you can't take into account, you know, it's it's about who the guy is on the field, but off the field, he's such a fucking cool dude. He's a good dude. Uh, he's – you know what I mean? To me, it seems like he's the ultimate teammate. He's a leader, but at the same time not an ego dude, you know, and he does ball his ass off. He's out there. He makes some amazing plays. It just so happens he's athletic and can run, but he makes some fucking – Really good plays, and he leaves it all out there. He, he's out there <laughs> fucking limping. You know what I mean? He's out there hurt, wincing, holding his. He doesn't give a fuck, man. He's out there battling. Yeah. And you know, and sometimes I think he doesn't get the love because of other things that shouldn't be a thing. But um we don't have to get into that, you know. But like to me, he's not much different than Josh Allen. People love Josh Allen. Oh, look at him—he's running. You know, it's like, well, is he? You know, is he running? Yeah, I'd after? like, I'd so like Martin to a afford- so would I would yeah.
1: like to. I would like for Lamar to shed that. I'd like to refer you to the article we talked about maybe a year ago about the uh, how commentators describe African American athletes and how they describe Amer- uh, white athletes because I think yeah. it plays into this Lamar Jackson, um, Bill Allen, or Bill Allen, Josh Allen, or whatever named quarterback X right. Like we could probably use this year's playoffs to shed the. Only white quarterbacks are good quarterbacks because <laughs> uh, five of the eight are either African American or mixed. So, and I'm not saying that's that what that's not what this episode is about, but like that is part of the discussion when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. There's there's no <clears throat> there's no question in my mind that that is part of the reason. Um, Lamar doesn't get any respect as a quarterback, but
0: yeah. yeah. I would like to see him get it. And so, and to me, I, I, I have to agree This the sexy pick is, is the Rams chiefs, but yep. I would love to see no, Ravens. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens chiefs, but I would like to see Ravens bills. Cause I think that would be two, two grinded out teams. Um, and I would, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that matchup, but without further ado,
1: Yeah, let's get to the one that's going to give us both anxiety.
0: Dude, I'm already anxious about it. I've been anxious about it since I found out, found the matchup. Um, So, the last game we're going to talk about the Packers, our Green Bay Packers. The Pack. The 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get enough of that. I cannot get enough of that. Fucking Jair, man. I love that dude. He's, he's such a funny dude that even Kevin Ellis wants him to be a line. Right. Um,
1: shout out again so, to Kevin Ellis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he gave me shit for not giving him a shout out the last time, so that's why I keep I'm making a, a mental note. But Packers at 49ers. San Fran is favored by nine and a half. Yep. Um, I mean the 49ers have had our number, dude. They've been beating on us for, for a little so bit. So I want to
1: talk about that for a quick second before we uh, um, <clears throat> before we get into any further. Going pre-Aaron Rodgers era, we were 4-1 and one against the 49ers in the playoffs. We are now 4-5. and five. So this isn't a team that's beat us historically. It's a team that beat Aaron Rodgers. And it's one of the few teams that beat Aaron Rodgers, like, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's not like we haven't had a chance to beat them. I mean that the one game we couldn't even score what it was what did we lose? Like twelve to thirteen nine, to ten. Thirteen to ten. Couldn't even score fucking thirteen points. Uh that's that I and I remember that because we had that discussion, like, well, does this, this when does this become Aaron Rodgers and not, you know, the scapegoat defense that we've you know, granted, because in that game, right, you 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 held the team to thirteen points in the playoffs. That's pretty fucking good. That's pretty good, right? Like, yeah. As bad as the defense as you were the whole year, you you hold a team to thirteen points, and your offense with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams can't get it can't get more than ten points. That's no, and your defense one, right?
1: held them to no touchdowns. Like that was a blocked punt.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So like your defense, defense.
1: So you can't even sh- yeah.
0: That, that one is 100% so, on the I offense. I think that that was kind of an eye-opening thing as a Packer fan um, with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. Um, now, you know, let's say this. Both
1: teams, see- are, both teams are very different. Very different teams than they were then. Right? Yeah. Like, you now have a quarterback that can get the ball out of his hands as opposed to that game was Jimmy Garoppolo. You have a Christian McCaffrey. You have a Debo Samuel who's really cemented himself in the NFL. George Kittle's probably the same guy. But then you have on our side, Jordan Love with all these weapons, right? So both teams are drastically different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not the same team. And and I think um, – fuck, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm just going to say Bosa. I forgot what Bosa it is. Joey. Uh, Joey Bosa. I think what he said – uh, he made some comments in an interview a couple days ago. I think that that was a that was like a na- uh, nail on the on the or head head on the nail or however you fucking say it. nail on
1: um, nail on the head nail on the head
0: like he he was spot on when when you got a guy that's doing what he's been coached to do and you know not out there kind of freelancing it, it's a different story because
1: you know, I think the in- biggest point he made there that really resonated with me as a fan was when you run the offense the way it's intended to be ran, you can coach it, right? Like yeah. you can come back to the sidelines and grab an iPad and grab Tom Clements and go, I missed this here because everybody knew what was supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas with Aaron and his ability to really do what he wanted, which was, it worked. It did. It just didn't win. Yeah, it, didn't, it, it, it didn't win when, when it mattered.
0: Adam Stenovich um, <clears> even said that we, he made a, he made some comments too. And he was saying like, it's different, but he, he didn't say it to be negative on Rogers. Cause obviously we won a lot of games with,
1: yeah. I way. mean, that's what we made just, Rogers so good.
0: We just, but didn't, we didn't he, win. Like you just said you, that was, we didn't win when it counted when it really and mattered and the most.
1: And you can't coach ad hoc, right? It's harder to coach that. Like, Ewan, what were you doing while I was doing this? Oh, well. Now I can coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just takes, uh, it takes the fundamentals of the play away.
0: Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I, I think that there are two different teams. Um, let, let me bring this up because we talked about this. I, I brought this up uh, to you before we started recording, and I think it's relevant um, to what we're about to talk about. But an NFL exec quoted as saying, there are seven great quarterbacks left in the playoffs. And then there's Brock Purdy. I feel like he's, I shit on him and I don't, I don't shit on him. I shit on the hype that he gets in the media, uh, love for him. Uh, cause I don't know how great of a quarterback he is. I mean, he's a great game manager he's doing, but you know, I guess you could say the same for love, right? Like as oh, loves doing exactly what he's coached to do. Um, you know, does that, does that change? Does that make him a game manager or? A, yeah. You know, can a I game ask game? a
1: question on that? Yeah. Only cause you brought it up. So while love is playing within the system, I think we can see that because and we don't know this system, but we can see how on rhythm a lot of the plays look, you know, does that make him a game manager? Does that? I mean, I guess my question is take love out of it. Let's take the emotion yeah. out of it, of it being a packer on that statement. If you run the system that is coached and is designed, does that make you a game ma- manager?
0: No, I don't think so. You're executing the plan.
1: But I feel like that's the reason. And again, I'm not trying to like shit on your comment, but I feel like that's the reason. That's just, You're giving the same reason, but then calling Brock Purdy a, man- a game manager.
0: Well, that's, I'm saying like, that's why I said you could say the same for love. Like you, I'm saying you can okay. change it.
1: Okay, like I see what you're saying. What saying? Like he, he, so he is Brock Purdy your manager. manager? Okay, is Brock Purdy a game manager? Let's 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 get to that.
0: I think he is. I,
1: I think, think he that, is too, but I, not for the think, reason you gave.
0: I think I think that he doesn't have. So let me. I yeah, think he go doesn't ahead. have the the instincts and the 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 skill to be this successful on a different team.
1: So I, if I if wholeheartedly I, if you, agree with you.
0: If you put him, and I know this sucks because you're putting it on a totally, but I think this this is needed for for the comparison to work. If you put him on the Panthers, are they winning four games, five games?
1: I mean, I, don't know if I win can't six games. I can't answer the question educatedly because I didn't watch the Panthers enough this year, and I didn't really follow uh, Allen. Well, who is the first pick? Bryce Young's. Bryce Young. um, I didn't follow his season that closely to be like, yes, no, maybe so. But like, I also I mean, see they, him again. They
0: got the first pick in the draft, which goes to Chicago. I mean, that just shows you how bad
1: they were. Oh, I I know that, and they had the worst record in the league. But to answer your question, I feel like I would need more knowledge about the Panthers in general. Um, their defense was good, but okay, I don't know if they ground. have
0: uh, put them on the Bears. We pay attention to the Bears.
1: Yep. Put Brock no. Purdy
0: on the Bears. Are they winning six games?
1: I don't think, hot take of the day. I don't think Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than Justin Fields. So, no. I think that Brock Purdy is a testament to the system and the weapons he has around him. I think Trey Lance could be doing exactly what Brock Purdy's doing and maybe even a little better because he's mobile. But they gave up on Trey Lance because of how much success Brock Purdy had.
0: I mean, when it, uh, when it fits the, you know what I mean? When you, when it fits the plan, it fits the plan, right? Like, um, it's hard to pass up on that. I'm not sure. If, I don't know about the Trey Lance thing. I don't know if I have uh, the faith in that. I think at this point, I would have rather have rolled the dice and tried to recoup as much as I could.
1: No, I, I'm not saying they did the wrong thing by trading him. I'm saying that I don't think Brock Purdy is irreplaceable. Like, To me, Brock Purdy is a product of the system. Jimmy Garoppolo took this fucking team to a NFC Championship game.
0: Yeah.
1: Right?
0: So, I mean, yeah. and We had talked about that before. I had brought that up. Like, Garoppolo played well on that team. You know what I mean? And so, like, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't think that he's got the it factor. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not the shit on him because he's had a he's had a good year. He's he's had he's part of that team's success, right? I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah. But I don't see I don't see him what I'm seeing and we're seeing in like Jordan Love. And I know Jordan Love's been in the league behind Rogers for a couple of years. Purdy was a rookie last year, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't even want to give that to like that's on the 49ers. And I, I know what yeah, you're yeah. getting at, but like that's on the organization. You decided to go with Brock Purdy as a rookie halfway through his rookie season. Like, you decided to move on from Trey Lance and not, you know? So, like, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just don't want to give that to Purdy because that's not on him. And I think he's an average quarterback, playing above average because of what's around him.
0: In three years, he won't be on the San Francisco 49ers.
1: I don't think so either, but it's not because he can't play. It's because that system fits anybody.
0: I just think it's just one, yeah. It's just like one of those things, like how you're saying, you know, you see guys, you see these guys around the league, right? Like a Gardner Minshew. Um, granted, you know what I mean, but like that kind of guy, right? Um, I mean, I don't want to say Joe Flacco because I think that he's kind of, uh, he's kind of older, but you know what I mean. Just a guy like that, he, he Brock Purdy will have a career, a longer career um, than than most people would have probably gave him, but. I just don't think he's – he's not a franchise guy. I don't think somebody out there is going to – and maybe there's some some weight to what this exec was saying. What team do you see trying to outbid San Francisco to get him?
1: Purdy? Yeah. Uh, no,
0: yeah one. I mean, Purdy. no one. i about Brock Purdy, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I, I think the league sees that he's not a – Game-changing quarterback. He's going to make plays here and there, but he's not a game-changing quarterback. I'm not putting the ball in Brock Purdy's hands to go win. And he could do that tomorrow, but that's against a Joe Barry defense that I have zero faith in. Joe Barry has the ability to make Brock Purdy look like the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. No, I don't
0: they, know. They, I, I
1: got one other thing, well, unless you ahead. want to keep going no, on this.
0: No, I was going to no, change the topic. A, okay. Yeah, we don't need a hammer, hammer uh, Brock Purdy because, I mean, let's – yeah, let's keep it rolling. He's let's a good quarterback
1: rolling. that has all the ability in the world to beat us tomorrow. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's and I'm glad that you said that because I'm not trying I'm not sitting here thinking that we should fucking dog walk San Fran because we don't believe Brock Purdy's that great of a quarterback, you know what I mean? No. It's it, the,
1: yeah, um, I'm just saying I you know agree with mean? you. It's Brock Purdy has every ability to beat us tomorrow because of the situation he's in, because of the offensive weapons he has, and because there's a tendency that our defense can play absolutely horrendous. But the question I wanted to ask you, and it is in regards to Brock Purdy, but it is because of something that one of our guys said. Devontae Wyatt said this week, you know, if you pressure Brock Purdy, he's prone to throwing turnovers or throwing interceptions or this or that, but, like, the statistics are completely opposite. I think he was the sixth-best quarterback against the Blitz this year. Like, yeah. How do you feel about those comments?
0: I I think it's a we And we talked about this. I think it's eye test. I think people are watching and they're seeing the games where he makes mistakes. They're seeing what happens when he makes those mistakes. You know what I mean? And I think they're putting that together as the truth. The truth about his game is that if you get pressure on him, he's going to throw an interception. It's just, it's, but it's, it's not that it's just that, it happens to be the interceptions he has thrown have come on those plays. Okay, Does that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, what did you say he was against the nine What was the percentage?
1: I thought he was the sixth best quarterback in the but, league against pressure or against the blitz.
0: I, it was like a I I saw this the the stat the meme or that the the post or whatever. Yeah, I thought, I thought it, he said he's like ninety like ninety something percent completion against the blitz. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's why I was like, "Wow, I never would have fucking thought. I never would have thought that, you know." But it, it's it could just be one of those things where, say, it's ninety six as the percentage. That four percent, one loss.
1: Yeah, one one. He just needs that to happen once.
0: But but so like, it's not it's not that the the other four percent are incompletions. It could be that the other four percent are all turnovers, and that even with that success against the Blitz. That means that he gives you a chance on the blitz. Yeah. He's been successful against it, but the times that he's not, it's the way the it's it's not incompletions or you know well there is nothing you know overthrows underthrows or batted batted you know balls batted down. It could be that every one of those percentages is a turnover, and that's where somebody is watching the film, right? Because you got to think they've been watching film on these guys. To the eye test, you like. Yeah. We get pressure on this guy. He's throwing an interception because all of his interceptions have been against the blitz. Maybe you know what I mean. But he's also probably had you know uh, ten touchdowns against the blitz. So that's why it's it. It could be one of those just odd stats, you know.
1: Yeah, he plays well against it, but he only makes mistakes against it. I definitely see what you. I see what you're saying. So I got to I, I got one last you know, statistical thing for you and then let's make our X factor in picks. Unless you have something, to, obviously. I've been just throwing this shit out there without even asking um, if you have I anything.
0: mean I, I, I wanna I, I wanna acknowledge yeah. I wanna acknowledge some things uh, about the game before we get into that. Um uh, one their their defense up front is pretty good. And pretty good? They're very good. Don't I was, be not, I mean,
1: don't, don't be don't be coy now. Don't be shy no, now, bro. Them,
0: them, them motherfuckers are good. The the secondary, not so much. But we've talked about this throughout the year when we've been talking about Packers or just football in general. If you can get the pressure, you don't need a good secondary if you're getting there, right? So those are things. These are matchups. These are things that we got to watch. Their D line against our O line, right? I don't think – I would say it's similar comparison in terms of our receivers and their secondary, right? Would you would you say that – or would you say ours is better?
1: Our secondary I, I or that. our receivers? Well, it's, it's
0: both. Uh, are you, right?
1: you saying – yeah, are you saying our, they're, not their guys they're against, against our, secondary. our
0: secondary? No, not their receivers, not our receivers, <sighs> but their secondary and our secondary are pretty comparable.
1: Yeah, I think – a healthy ish Jair makes our secondary better, personally. Okay,
0: but, but not, but not, it's pretty comparable. It's, it's, it, it, it's,
1: yes. Because I, 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 I agree don't, with that. I don't
0: think that our, I don't think that, okay, <coughs> I think it's a wash. I think we even out. I know that people are going to say that's a Homer thing to say. Like, how are you going to, you know, say that Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayoub, George Kittle, can be compared to Jaden Reed, Dobbs, um, Watson, Bo Melton, uh, Luke Musgrave, Tyler uh, Tucker, Craft. Like, I just think that my thing is, why can't they, they can right? why can't they be?
1: Right? Why can't they be? Because they're first no. and second year guys. No, that's, they that's this... Why
0: I say it's a wash. I, I think I, think I agree with you because I think that it's you could you could transfer the pieces and it would fit the same like it would still be the same issue right the secondaries is is weak so it doesn't matter they're both going to be able to exploit that weakness right so then we got to look at our front end can we do what they can do to you know what I mean to to offensive lines can we get the pressure on Purdy If, if what why if what he says he really believes can we can our defensive line get through their offensive line yeah. Right? So these are matchups that we're looking at, and I think to me the the one matchup that you got to look at in terms of not one against each other, but can Aaron Jones be as successful tomorrow as Christian McCaffrey can be? Yeah. And I'm not, you know what I mean, because if Jones if Jones playing the way he's been playing, say he doesn't get hurt this year and that's how he plays all year, you're you're talking about probably a top top four running back in the league.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think you make absolutely excellent points. It's just, I think there's an X factor here that you haven't talked about yet when it comes to the 49ers that just is going to keep me up at night, and that's Christian McCaffrey. And I'm not oh, yeah. saying that's my X factor of the game, because it's not, but that's the...
0: That's why I said, if, can Aaron Jones be like him? Not can McCaffrey and Jones, but that's why I say that, because McCaffrey is just that fucking – he's just that fucking good. He's had games, though. I went back and I was looking at their games, the games that, that, they, that they lost or struggled. He's got games where he's only got 43 yards rushing, 30-something yards rushing, 60 yards rushing. But he also has games where the fucking guy has over 200 all-purpose yards.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's what scares me because here's the, not the stat, I'm going to read you about the 49ers defense, but about our defense. And we are not very good against the run in nickel, which for me is like common sense, right? You have an extra defensive back on the field, but we're pretty good against the pass when we play in nickel. But one of the worst teams against the run and to counter that, we're one of the worst teams against the pass when we're in base defense, as opposed to, Uh, against the run which we're better at not great we're eighth in the league on effective uh, uh, EPA which I think is like effective yards per play average or something we're better on base defense but it leaves our defensive backfield extremely exposed so I say all that to say if we can get out to a lead early like we've been saying for the last couple weeks and make Brock Purdy beat us, we have a really good chance at winning this game. If we got to come back because we're down and we're allowing Christian McCaffrey and Devo Samuel to run the ball, it's going to be really difficult um, because they're going to become very... Kyle Shanahan's going to become very uh, intricate with his play calling to where he's only putting Brock Purdy in successful situations.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the team is well coached, right? Like, let's that could be what it comes down to as well. Right. And that was something that we didn't even talk about that, that matchup, the coaching matchup, you know what I mean? Like Shanahan, he prepares his team. You know, I know you can't win every game. I mean, unless you're the whatever, 60, whatever dolphins, but you know what I mean? It's very hard to win every game, but that team definitely comes prepared in my opinion. Well, coached.
1: I do think they're well coached. I think they're well-prepared. I think they're better prepared than we are. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan's a better offensive coach than Matt LaFleur from what I saw this year from Matt LaFleur. If this is his true offense, I like Matt LaFleur going up against Kyle Shanahan in that secondary. It's about rolling, you know, the running back or a tight end, a chip and help the offensive line some to ensure that love can make the right plays and and has the time to make the plays. So, I do think you're right, though the coaching on the on the 49ers side go ahead. Is, is is really good.
0: This is a statement game for Matt Lafleur, more so than yeah. Dallas. Agreed. And I really hope, so, yeah, I hope that if if it comes down and we 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 come out as victors in this game, I really hope the media does a better job of focusing on that and on us than they did with the Dallas game. Cause I felt like everything was very about Dallas, how bad they were, how much they need to fire McCarthy and blah, blah, blah. Right. It wasn't like, Hey man, fucking Matt LaFleur came out here, coached his ass off. Yeah. Fucking players playing, make, you know, love making plays, making this organization, making people look stupid in the media that they ever doubted this pick and doubted moving on from Rodgers, right? You, you, these are headlines that could be talked about for 20, 30 minutes instead of 20, 30 minutes of McCarthy needing to be fired, although then he stays. but
1: uh, Yeah, um. so I'll say this to kind of back up Devontae Wyatt. Brock Purdy pass rating against pressure this year is 90.2, which is still good. It's the fifth among all starters. That's pretty good. But when he's kept clean... Clean pocket 125.4. So while Devonte Wyatt might have been a little off in saying what he said, he was comparing it to Brock Purdy that's not pressured, which is 35 passer rating points higher. So all in all, Devontae Wyatt is right. He only makes mistakes when he's pressured.
0: Which is which is what I said.
1: Which I is said what you said a hundred percent, but it's different from the quote that they were making it, right? He, I don't think he was saying, after reading stuff like that, and I, you know he's watched film and, and has looked at the stats and the analytics, he's saying if we don't get to him, he's going to carve us apart like any possession quarterback does. Yeah, Because that's what he is. He's a possession quarterback, just like there's possession-wide receivers. So you got to get him off of his platform to make him make a mistake. And it's going to be up to our front seven, the LaShawn Gaillies, the Lucas Fairnesses, the Devontae Wyatts, Clarks, Carl Brooks. Yo, boy, Carl, my boy
0: um, Carl. Man, I hope Carl comes out. Man, I hope he balls out. Even if, even if, even if just half a sack. Let my man Carl get half a sack. I love, I love my man Carl Brooks. Man, I'm gonna get a jersey if he gets a sack tomorrow. If he gets one sack tomorrow, I will get a Carl Brooks jersey. Do it. I mean, I wanna even if we lose. Ways. I still, I still, if we, I still love my guy. I want to get one, and I want to say, I'm gonna get a custom one though to say Carl and not Brooks. <laughs> I'm gonna get to say Carl on the back because that's my boy, man. But ah, uh, okay, let's. So let's let me really, let me jump into these okay. quick
1: stats, and then you give your okay. X factor for the game, and then I'll give mine. You give your pick. I'll give my pick. So 49ers defense since the week nine by 21st in success rate not good. 5.2 yards per play on early downs and base package. Not very good. 25th in explosive pass rate. Watch out, Jaden Reed, Bone Mountain, Dontavian Wicks, right? Aaron Jones in the passing game. 32nd in rush success rate defending from the base. That's not good at all. That's worse, actually. That's the worst in the NFL. That's worse than us. And then the final one, which I think is pretty interesting. Oh, man, I think I lost it. Yeah, it's okay. I lost it. But it was something to do with their pass defense. Essentially, they're like 23rd in pass defense this year, um, which obviously is just oh, – here it is. Since week seven, the 49ers have 20th in drop back success rate and 17th, 17th in drop back defensively. The Packers have been a top three offense since then.
0: Man, that's crazy.
1: So there is ways to exploit this defense and this team. That's going to be extremely critical at the moment. Like,
0: yeah. So, but so let's yeah let's 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 just do it, man. Right. Yeah, bro. The more I talk about it, the more I, I'm getting the same feeling that I got uh, that I got last week when I came in here and I was like, I had Dallas, but I woke up thought about my man Carl Brooks. And it just made me pick the pack and I'm going to do it again. I, I, This whole time, all today, I mean this whole week, but most today i just been like, man all these people are waiting for us to lose so they can come out and talk shit and talk about us being on the couch with them, blah blah blah. And I felt it. I'm like, man, McCaffrey's a monster dude. Our, our defense, our boys our guys have been showing up, man. Our our dudes have been out there looking totally different than they did all year. You know what I mean? Like just balling out. Can they keep that up? Can Jordan Love keep making these plays? And then I listen to your stats. You know, and this sounds eerily similar to the matchup against the Cowboys. You know what I mean? You start to look at things and say, "Man, statistically, there aren't opportunities there. We just got to come up with the game plan and." Man, you know what I mean? I, I think that the Packers are going to pull it off. And my X Factor, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with, with the coach, and it's going to be Matt LaFleur. Shout out to coaches, coaches everywhere. Coach Kays, I think he's going to come out here and do it. Like, he's going to out-coach Shanahan and get, get kind of that monkey off of his back, right?
1: Yeah, because it it's and there.
0: <clears> he's going to hit a home run, man. He's going to hit a home run, and they're going to do it again. I don't think it's going to be – a blowout i don't think it'll be like it is with the cowboys um i think there's one thing san francisco can do it's stay in the game you know what i mean i've watched games they've you know what i mean taking punches and very rarely did they i mean baltimore beat the brakes off of them you know what i mean like i think that that was kind of a, More
1: of a one fluke. of the games
0: where you just you just not a fluke but you just saw like Man, if we can't stay in this one. Like we're we're not gonna be able to stay in this game in this fight. But outside of that, I mean, they've been able to stay even in the games that they've lost. They've been staying in the fight. Like, yeah, they're not gonna. They're not a team like Dallas where once they get punched and knocked down, they can't get back up. Like San Fran will get back up. So I think we win, but I don't think it's gonna be like the Dallas game. I think it's gonna be closer. Uh, but and I'll yeah I'll say close enough to between the three three and seven points.
1: Okay, so we're going to cover no matter what from you. I don't think that's a bad uh, prediction at all. I like your flip-flop once again. I do think Jordan Love is going to come out hot, like shooting fish in a barrel, just hitting his guys. My X-Factor for the game – well, did you say an X-Factor?
0: I said Matt LaFleur.
1: Matt LaFleur. Um, My X-Factor for the game is unfortunately going to be Christian McCaffrey because – I don't know if Quay Walker is going to have, I'm not going to say he's not equipped to spy Christian McCaffrey. I just think they're going to give enough eye candy where our guys are going to be out of place and out of sorts. And we're going to start to see some of this age show from our defense. And then we're going to get down some and, and we're going to start to press. I don't think love presses. Cause I do like his poise, especially in, in, in close games. I mean, really any game, but especially close games, but I'm going to stick with my feeling um, that I've had all week. I don't think we get the monkey, the 49er monkey off our back. I just think this year is just – it's a year, at minimum a year too soon, at maximum two years too soon, like I've been kind of saying all year. Um, So I have us losing. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it will be close. But I think Christian McCaffrey ends up icing the game when it comes down to needing a stop. And our defense kind of shows that maybe our offense has carried them for the last couple of weeks. And going against a 49ers front seven like we are, uh, our offense is going to struggle. So, my X factor for that prediction is Christian McCaffrey. If I flip it around and say the Packers are going to win, because I am somewhat on the fence, the X factor's got to be the offensive line for me. So, I'm not picking one guy, I'm picking the offensive line because. At the end of the day, like, if we don't keep Jordan Love comfortable back there, um, I'm not saying he's going to make crucial mistakes like interceptions, but we could see that 55 to 60-yard completion percentage creep back into our lives as Packer fans and really haunt us. Um, Yeah. But all in all, I'm sticking with the original. I do think this team's just a little too much for us right now. And to talk about your X Factor real quick, you remember Waterboy, right? I think we yeah. all our age remember Waterboy. That was it's a classic. It's a great movie. Remember Coach, Coach Klein, Klein? <laughs> Coach Klein and Red. Yeah, um, I think this team sees each other again in the playoffs sometime with a little more experience of a Green Bay Packer team. And Coach Klein, aka Matt Lafleur, finally has his moment against Red, aka Kyle Shanahan, where he sees him as a little baby, and he's able to uh, really just destroy him but I don't see that being tomorrow obviously I want a packer win more than anything but just don't know if we have enough firepower to stick with this I think we have enough offensive firepower I don't think we have the right defensive scheme to stick with this team
0: yeah I mean like I said McCaffrey's he's the best running back in the league um it's definitely a daunting task it's not something that's gonna come easy um but I just, I don't, know, I feel it, man. I feel LaFleur um, pulling something out. And then it's funny because uh, homie Saad earlier he said that we might see some of the craziest plays tomorrow that we've seen all season. And if that shit is true, right? And it's successful, and, you know, they're big plays, and, and I don't know if, you know what I mean? It helps us and we end up winning. That's a Matt Lafleur thing, right? So, like, yeah,
1: I gotta. I want to ask you something though, and Sad, Shout out, like, I'd like you to tell Cisco your answer to this as well. Do you want to see that, or do you want this offense to just go do what you've been doing?
0: <laughs> do Do you want to know? Do you want to know what I told him when he said it? Because he messaged me while we were working today.
1: Yeah. Do I, you want another Giants game?
0: I replied to him. I said it's not a time to get cute. Like,
1: yeah, and I'm curious to.
0: I I I don't I don't think I do see it and it works like that's well then we're praising yeah
1: we're praising LaFleur but I I don't know if I want to see it because I just like go do what you've done the last seven weeks and just let love cook, you know? Like don't get cute with it. If you're gonna get cute with it, do it once and if it doesn't work, don't fucking do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fall into that uh, A.J. Dillon sweep um, type, not saying that specific play, but that that nature of play calling. I think we got to stick to what we've been doing, what's been working, because these teams are very comparable when you think about the big teams that we've played and beat. Uh, beating Dallas, what are they known for? Their front, right? Michael Parsons. They got guys, big D linemen, get pressure. Um, yeah, it's all gonna we, be. Well, we beat Kansas City, right? They're kind of the same thing. It's not their secondary; they're they're more known for their line and the linebackers. Same thing with the Lions. We've beat teams that are built like this. Granted, San Fran is definitely the upper echelon in terms of the front, but they're they're not strong in the back. So if. You know what I mean? We can, if we can keep love clean, or keep the play calling to where it it benefits. Cons- it and benefits consistent, the where the yeah, where where pass rush, it's um not eliminated, but it's it's held back a little. It's it's fuck. There's a word, man, and now I'm drawing a blank, but it's kept at bay. You know what I mean? Like if you can keep the pass rush at bay, where they they can't – they don't have that many opportunities to make an impact. Is That's what I'm trying to say. If you yeah, can do that, you know, <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely our game to win if we can do that.
1: No, I think you're 100% correct, and I think that's where that 32nd in yards given up, essentially from a 49ers perspective from their defense, <clears throat> plays a huge part because – this isn't the game either. We need to say, okay, and Jones, you're taking a back seat, right? This is the game that you need to fucking keep, keep running the ball and make them stop you. Yeah. Um, I
0: agree, man. I agree. And I, and, and, but I know that we've been going and uh, probably wrap up here, but the one thing I want to say is, cause I know a lot of people are saying this, that just like personally posts, social media posts, um, uh, sports media people, uh, The San Francisco's defense, man, the rush defense is pretty good. So what what amount of yards would Aaron Jones have to have to be considered successful running game against a team like this when when their rush defense is top-notch?
1: So I think it's less about the yards and more about the attempts. Okay. Personally, like we need to just have Aaron Jones involved to where – We don't become one-dimensional like we've talked about other quarterbacks. I think it's attempts, and I think it has to be up around 15. Now, that's going to be extremely dictated by the 49ers, right? Like, they get a say in all this. I don't care that they get a say. I want Matt LaFleur to stick to what's gotten you here, and that's play action and really riding the back of Aaron Jones as well as Jordan Love's played. Aaron Jones has been – arguably the best player on the Green Bay Packers in the last four weeks. Yeah. With Jordan Love's good games. But I'd say without those big games from Aaron Jones, you're putting so much more pressure on Jordan Love. And the defensive scheme is very different when you don't have to worry about the run. So I think the threat of Aaron Jones, <clears throat> just the pure threat that he can break one is enormous. So he needs the opportunities. Um, but I would say to answer your question, I'd say 70 to 75 yards. Okay, between that's seventy fair, and I, seventy-five, I think that's fair to have a balanced run-pass game attack, and that's what we're going to need.
0: Yeah. Um, I w- what yeah, about I was you? Thinking that, I was thinking like sixty-five. I thought that was a good number, because um, I think that's enough. That's enough to to you know that's a couple first downs. Um, you know what I mean. Even if it's short yardage, right? Because if you're if you're getting 65 yards, say, say, you know, you're averaging what's good four yards a carry. I think that's decent against a top-notch rush defense. That's enough to say that they weren't as good as they normally are, you know, 65, 70 yards. Um, Cause I think it's important, man. We've been talking about that. The, the Aaron Jones is, he has to me been the X factor in terms of turning this offense around. I mean, I know we've seen growth from, Jordan Love, and I'm not trying to take that away from him at all, but having Aaron Jones playing the way he's playing makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on all those points. I think the X factor, excuse me, for us to win is obviously the offensive line, but that's not just keeping Jordan Love protected. It's also giving Aaron Jones an opportunity. And I'll, I'll end it with this, which a lot of our stats today, obviously on this game specifically, have been pro-packer, anti-49er. It's not to say we don't respect the 49ers and what they've done. They are a legitimate number one seed, <clears throat> and they can beat anybody. But I've, I have said it already, 32nd in yards per rush. But also, they're not a good uh, outside zone rush defense. So to expand on that, <clears throat> I read today that the lower third of the league, probably in the late 20s, on rushes that are outside of the tackles, which is exactly where Aaron Jones, in my opinion, thrives. He's, he's good up the middle, but he really thrives on that outside zone attack. So that's where it comes back to my <clears throat> my statement about Aaron Jones really
0: needing to have a
1: an involved game. He doesn't have to have 125 yards for us to win. He just needs to be involved.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, man.
1: Yeah, Let's I'm see. nervous. I'm I, excited.
0: Yeah, I'm super nervous, but at the end of the day, I'll throw it out there, and I know this sounds like something that a guy, a fan of a losing team, says, but I, this to me, the season it ended on a very, very high note, a lot higher than I expected, and I'm proud of the guys for you know playing the way they played and under the circumstances, and uh, it may, makes me feel better about the, the next few years ahead for for the team.
1: Yeah, so me the- too. This game is. This game is house money. Like <clears throat> at no the end of the way day, way there's no better way to play than when you're playing for nothing. And that's what gives this team, that's another thing that gives this team's a fighter a fighter a, fight, a fighter's chance because they got nothing to lose, man. They can look in the mirror afterwards and go, "Man, fuck it, I was just a rookie. Or fuck it, I'm, you know?" Yeah. So, I'm excited Let's yeah, see what's my place.
0: I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Um, but as always, it's go, pack go. Go, pack go. I'll holler at you, bro. Peace.
1: Peace.